Hello and welcome to another episode of Block Talk presented by Theater the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Stitcher so you never miss an episode, and leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at Theater the Now, and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Even from our own individual island of exile, we still have time to talk about Survivor. It's time to break down one of the greatest episodes in the history of the show. Joining me once again is Andrew Orsi. What's up? How are you? I'm quarantined as fuck. Yeah, me too. Um, I was uh, Before we started, I was commenting on your Survivor beard you got going. Yeah, um, I decided that because I don't have to go in public, let's see what happens if I try and grow it out. To be fair, like it is not a full beard yet, and this is about two weeks worth already. Yeah, so it, um, and it it's, takes it's, a second. It's quite dark. Yeah, and there are parts that are red, which I think happens on a lot of people with blonde hair. But mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm discovering things about life. Yeah, this is very freaky. I'm not sure how I feel. <laughs> I don't know who you are anymore. Uh, I've never known who I was. Did you know in the first place? You should. Oh yes, me. I did. I did. I totally did. You were an alien. Ah, oh, great. That explains so much. It really does. It really does. Uh, so, how have you been surviving um, this quarantine? Uh, um, one day at a time. I try to like make myself shower most days. And, oh, that's like, good. That's good. Yeah, try to work out and like yeah, it's because I'm, I'm completely unemployed, so I really mostly have nothing going on. Um, yeah sounds like all of us that's pretty fun uh and then last week i got to such a high level of anxiety that one night at 2 3 a.m i went out for a walk just so i could cry outside (laughs) naturally and did anyone come (laughs) to your rescue no i just cried by myself (laughs) okay okay did it feel good though yes actually (laughs) the next day was great did you stay six feet away from all the other people outside Nope, I cried on seven other people's shoulders and Aww. definitely in sick. <laughs> well, that's good for them. How's your quarantine? I've been doing some quarantine check-ins, so I've been checking in with people yeah. and posting those. And I'm sure like five people have listened to them, but it's great, whatever. <laughs> um, because apparently when you're in quarantine, the last thing people want to do is listen to podcasts. Um, which I mean... is hurtful to me, but it's fine, I get it, I understand visual is better than audio i understand um (laughs) but i've been okay i've been basically like hunkering down here alone most of the time um ryan's come over a couple times and hung out and like we've had we had our bottomless brunch which we needed to do like you know be slightly sane Mm -hmm. and he made me watch a couple (laughs) movies that he enjoyed and i made him watch one movie which he passed out in the middle of so that was ah, fun thanks that went well yeah so we're gonna have to rewatch rat race and i'm not mad about that um <laughs> but yeah we're all out here surviving and we're gonna talk about a little show about people surviving things we sure are all right initial thoughts on episode six. Oh my god it's such a massive episode it was uh, a lot like they managed to first of all that's the this is the thing about having three tribes and edge of extinction is you have four different places to get yeah over the course of an episode I, I 
I kind of figured the second we got Yara and only Yara at the beginning of the episode, they were winning and it's all we needed to see of them. Yeah, that was a little bit of a giveaway. And then it was all like downhill from there. Oh my god. <laughs> it felt like a roller coaster that I was trying to get off of and I couldn't. Yeah, yeah, it was something. But let's 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 dive into it. We start the episode, no okay. more Boston Rob. Um, Adam wants to have a party and asks Sarah not to call the cops. That was really funny and cute and whatever. (laughs) Ben feels fantastic that Rob is gone. He had a plan to keep them under his thumb and Ben just couldn't live with him anymore. How dare you do that, Boston Rob? Um, He just wants to have fun and build relationships and not like sit in quarantine. Like who wants to sit in quarantine? Yeah, nobody. Definitely not all of America. No, not at all. Well, Adam called uh, Rob the Wicked Witch because she's dead. That was I mean, a really interesting comparison. Yeah, that was a choice. Adam Adam, Adam is one of those players, though, that likes to reach for metaphors. He does. So He likes the sound clips. I feel like I would be, too, though, so I can't really. I'm not going to come for him on that until I go on the show. And then, well, if, if I go on the show and I don't do a bunch of stupid metaphors, then I can come for him. Yes. Um, if you go on the show and do stupid metaphors, can I call you out on it every week? Um, it depends. Okay, I'll I let will. you know. I will. Great. <laughs> well, Adam is a little nervous because he's now on a tribe with people who might have stronger relationships with each other than with him, and he's a little. He feels a little cornered. I mean, yeah. To be fair, had Yara gone to tribal, Adam's probably fucked. Which is probably how like he likes it anyway. I mean, sure. I think taking out Rob was actually the wrong move for Adam. Okay, talk about it. Because uh, he's not in solid with Ben. He's in solid with Ben as long as they have a majority of numbers, but he and Ben don't have a strong, strong relationship. He was already looking dicey on Sele, and Rob had nowhere else to turn. Like, Rob was not somebody who was going to be able to swing Sarah and Sophie over. You know what I mean? Like, he's right. so much of a threat that he has less moves. So... The only thing that was holding loyalty between Ben and Adam was Sele's former Sele having a majority on Yara. Right. And as soon as he takes out Rob and it's an even split, you then like you need your other person to be as loyal to you as to be willing to go to a tie. Ben is not going to go to a tie for Adam. Not a chance in hell. And I think enough, I think Adam has done enough stuff to make him look dicey that, like, he's going to have a harder time getting Sarah and Sophie to trust him. You know what I mean? Like, he just, he doesn't have as many plays as I think he wants to. And so he probably made the the wrong move here. I think for Ben, it was fine. I think for Adam, it's not the right choice. Do you think Adam just wanted a big move? A hundred percent. Big move-itis. I think he, a big move-itis slash emotional reactive I mean, we know Adam feels all the things very hard. It's true. And I think he didn't like Rob, so bye, Rob. Yeah, bye-bye, Robbie. Pensacola Rob on Edge of Extinction. <laughs> Are you ready to talk about Edge of Extinction? Yeah. Because we got that. a little segment this week. Just a tiny little something. A, a little, little something. And it wasn't all about Rob. No. Astonishingly. Um, it was more about little Miss Tyson. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyson walks back with a giant log with a note on it and it's not another log challenge don't you worry no no this time there's something hidden on edge Ooh! turn over those motherfucking stones 
When, um, who, who do you think is the masochist who came up with this idea? Of turn over every rock on extinction? Um, prob, I mean, I mean, I don't think it was Probst. I think Probst creams himself like whenever an advantage gets found. So he wouldn't want, he wouldn't want it to be hard. Yeah, this just seems He would want it to be hard, just in a different (laughs) sense. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, This just sounds tedious, and it just doesn't sound fun at all. But they all have to go on a hunt for a stone to turn over. Um, Tyson has revealed that he has no um, fire token, so he needs to go find it. Um, And he wants to find it before Rob. And this little alliance that we thought they may have had. No, 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 no. Not when you're on edge of extinction. It's every man for himself or Robin Amber. Yeah, it's a poker alliance until you're trying to get the poker chip. Exactly. And then it's every man for himself. Well, Rob and Amber decide to team up because they have a natural alliance. Because did you know they're married? What? Yeah, they're married. They put a married couple on this show? I know, it's crazy. That seems like a serious oversight in casting. Yeah, so they're married, and I still want to know where they fucked, because you know they fucked already. Oh my god. Um, Rob says there are 8 million rocks on the island. And he counted them. He counted them. I don't know. Now, here's my question for you, Mike. Do you think Rob can actually count that high? No. Yeah. <laughs> That's also my guess. No. Um, I think he... You know like the jelly beans in a jar game? Yes. I think that's what Rob was doing. He just put the rocks in a jar and then guessed. Correct. Yeah, um, and and there are pretty big jars on um, Edge of Extinction. I mean, we uh, saw one. Yeah. Tyson had one later. Exactly. Um, well, the main clue that we learned from the, the note on the log was that you have to be at the right place at the right time. So Tyson decides to look where the tide is right, um, and he finds a little package, and he puts it in his man panties. Mm-hmm. Um, are you currently wearing man panties in your isolation? 24-7. Have you changed them? No. So you are a living survivor right now. I absolutely am. Have you it's only gross. been eating rice? I mean, that's actually kind of true. <laughs> wow. Are you putting any uh, spices on it to make it taste a little better? Um, two flecks of pepper and a dash of paprika. And that's all I get. That's it. Wow. That sucks. Yeah. Well, guess what Tyson has found in his little package in his little man panties. What did he find? He found an idle nullifier. Oh my God. Nullifier. Um, I barely know her. Yeah. So of all the advantages on all the planet, why do we have to have another fucking nullifier? I know. <laughs> of all the it's things. also just one of those things that it's like i really don't like it is the pre-merge i do not need an advantage every episode to come into play no and that's it's, too like, many i think this was also i i feel like they saw something happen with the nullifier before they thought it worked well so they keep on wanting to use the nullifier but i right. don't think this was an advantage to the show at all because you're giving tyson the opportunity to give the nullifier to someone Who's not going to be able to properly play it. Especially because right. Tyson doesn't know where the idols are. Right. Nullifiers pre-merge are, are semi-pointless. If you end up on a tribe where nobody has an idol. Like, then you just have this thing sitting in your pocket doing nothing. Exactly. Whereas, like, at least post-merge, there are hypothetically idols in play. 
and on your tribe. So, so like, ba- I, yeah. Ba- basically, Tyson needed the fire token, so he gave it to someone who was desperate. That desperate person in his eyes was Parvati. Do you think Parvati should have gotten the Idle Nile fire for a fire token? Was it smart on her end? I mean, yeah. She has four fire tokens. You can't buy anything else useful in the game. I don't blame her at all. Like, she's in a really bad spot, and she's got to try and do whatever she can. Even um, if it was an idle nullifier, knowing she can't do anything with it. But what was she going to do with her fire tokens? Use it as more leverage with Wendell. One more? <laughs> well, you said she had four, so that's four instead of two. That she, yeah, that does Wendell he know that for. she has four? Do, no, but he does that he could, change she anything? She could have said he, she had four. If she was really that desperate to stay... I don't I don't think Parv could have done anything. I do not think that there was a move for her here. So I'm not going to blame her for trying everything. She could. Okay. Okay. Well, I thought like I do not think Parv <coughs> was one of the three worst players of this episode. I think she's just so far on the wrong side of the numbers in this particular swap tribe sure. that like her fate was sealed. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Tyson has got gets his fire token and has decided to be the first player of the season to take advantage of the fire tokens and spend it on a giant right. vat first one. of peanut butter. <laughs> I don't know if anybody expected that to be what somebody spent the first fire I token don't think, on. I think Jeff Probst, when he got um, the memo that said Tyson just use a fire token on peanut butter. Jeff Probst was ready to go on to that island and say, you fucking idiot, you're fucking up my game. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that strongly. <laughs> I think this was dumb, but it was brilliant and hilarious from a TV perspective because this is a troll move. It was great TV. He didn't have enough tokens to get an idol yet. And also probably knows that merge is near and his first chance to re-enter is near. So the only things I can like, I mean, he could have gotten, I think the advantage in the challenge is one. Is that right? Sure. I don't know. I can't remember from screen grabs. I think it's only one token for an advantage in the challenge. So maybe that would have been useful. I don't necessarily disagree though, that having a constant supply of protein and like for Tyson himself, who loves anything that lets him be a sneaky, sneaky motherfucker, like to have this little like mood boost for himself, you know, I I don't think it's the worst decision. Now let's talk about the practicality of peanut butter in um this world. One, where is he hiding it? Two, how is in he... his man panties? Oh, okay. Those that that fucking jar fits in his man panties. I, okay. I mean, you know, he he's like, sorry guys, got a boner, gotta go take care of right. it. Right. Um, the smell of the peanut butter. How is he covering that up? I imagine he's not hiding it in camp. I don't know. No, I'm talking about in his, like, mouth. Oh. Peanut butter uh, will still smell. You go down and gargle salt water immediately after. Okay, okay. I mean, it's possible. That okay. would kill the smell. Do you think he should use it as leverage? The peanut butter? Yeah. Oh. Um. No. <laughs> No, I don't know. What would you use it as leverage for? And You're all like, on the edge of extinction. And be like, hey, Natalie, you want to bite a peanut butter? Give me a fire token. I'll give you some peanut butter. Um, That would presume that Natalie has told anyone that she's the one who has fire tokens. 
that would presume a lot of information that he doesn't necessarily have. He, I don't necessarily crazy. think that. He could be crazy. You never know. I mean, yeah. It's not like he couldn't try to do something with that. I, think... I mean, here, here's what I will say. He doesn't know, but I'm sure they all discussed the log um, challenge. Uh-huh. And they may all have revealed that they did get a fire token from that. Okay, yeah. So that's so four I'm people. Sure, I'm sure everybody has at least admitted they have one. So, so he, he doesn't know that Natalie's a billionaire. I don't think anybody knows that. It's true. Um, and I, I, I don't know. I mean, like, I just don't think that there's that much to leverage on Edge of Extinction. Like, at the end of it, y'all are going to come into a challenge and do your best to get back in the game. Um, I think fire tokens are hard enough to come by on Edge of Extinction that like people aren't likely going to give them up just for a little bit of peanut butter. And I think Tyson's smart enough to know that. It's not a move I would make. I'd just keep it. That's fair. That's fair. Well, we're moving straight into the immunity challenge because we're not going to see the other two tribes yet. Because no, the only thing we have time for is to see Decal and Sele see the reactions that Rob was voted out, and it's a big reaction. Yep. Um, I think that was the oh fuck the game is really changing right now. reaction from a lot of players i would agree with that um and it really was the first big reaction we've gotten since someone was eliminated aside from maybe amber from rob yeah but even rob didn't like well his his reaction was big in a small way yes if you know what i mean by that yes um i thought wendell trying to toss the immunity idol to jeff was kind of silly yeah <laughs> but i kind of wish he did i just the editors are burying wendell right now they These are past destroying two episodes him are just like trash wendell trash wendell i like wish i felt bad for him but i don't i mean i like wendell i think he's like a funny part like i feel like he's somebody i'd like to be friends with oh sure okay he's also not what you want to be friends with him. Mm-hmm. Whatever. <laughs> I'm I'm asexual. I don't know what you're talking oh, about. Oh, right. You're right. <laughs> correct. Correct. <laughs> um, I would want to be friends with him, but he's also like in this cast, he's a at a certain point, a casualty I'm willing to have if it could get some of my favorites farther. So I'm not like mad that he's getting buried. That's fair. That's fair. Well, in this challenge, this is the one where you have to put rice in a hole then find a ball in a sack and then put them in a maze. Yep. It is what it is. I'm starting to get Can we talk about can we talk about Yule's casual surgeon touch with the rice bags? Yeah, um he was very tentative about that knife and then just starts like slowly scooping out bits of rice and I was like, yeah, "Yule, someone, rip it open and dump it out, dude." Who's not um very tender with a knife was Ben. <sighs> Ben went um, hard. If he, um, if I ever saw Ben and a knife in my proximity, I would run away. Yeah. No, he knew what to do with that, and he oh, didn't he hold sure back. sure darn did. But the big twist of this challenge was both losing tribes will vote somebody out of the game. Mm. Were you freaking out? I mean, yes. I, we kind of knew it was coming leading into the episode. I, I was holding out that vague hope of whether they might be going to a joint tribal council. Right, but... which is what you predicted, and I said, hell no. 
I didn't predict that. I said it's a thing that could happen, and I was wishfully thinking it because this puts a lot of my people in danger. It sure darn does. Um, um, but the winning so tribe, yeah. aside from getting immunity, guess what they get? Well, why don't you ask uh, Sandwich Psychic Sophie Clark what they get? Yeah, peanut butter and jelly. And I, <laughs> I wonder um, if they just if this um, episode was just sponsored by um, Jiffy. Oh, could be. You know, um, something like or that. Or do you think that Tyson had to give up some of his peanut butter to give to the winning tribe? Can you imagine if they were like, sorry, Tyson, we didn't have enough peanut butter for the challenge. <laughs> Reward, we need to take this jar back. That would be really funny. I would be here <laughs> like, for this it. Is, this is Survivor Winners at War on a budget. <laughs> Honestly, moving forward, that may be the case. Oh, man. Well, Sandra sits out on the Sandra bench because apparently the rules of Winners at War, you can sit out back to back to back to back to back to back to back challenges for the entire season. Yeah, 100%. I guarantee you, I bet you that Sandra in her contract said, I can sit out every challenge if I want. Don't <laughs> make this a rule. Don't you call me out. Uh, like, she's just so giddy about it, too. Yeah. Um, and then the other person sitting out was Michelle, which I think was probably the right decision for their team. Though, I think maybe Michelle could have been a little stronger than Parvati um, when it came, comes to strength and the puzzle. I don't know. Um, I don't necessarily know. I don't think I like Michelle, Michelle, Michelle. What did I just say? Michelle. Um, <laughs> Michelle. Uh, Michelle's like fine in challenges, but she's by no means a challenge beast. No. And Parvati, when she was younger, had her challenge beast moments. So like, yeah, she's not in as good of shape, but I also don't think she's a slouch no, right not now. At all. Not at all. So I kind of think it's like a dozen in one hand, two half dozen in the other kind of thing. Like, sure. I don't know. Um, there's really not much to talk about this challenge. It, it, we've seen it before. There's nothing new. There's nothing exciting. Yeah. Um, I think the only thing that worried me was the maze. Um, I was worried for Sophie and Yara simply because I thought the order that they dropped the balls in was going to fuck them over in the end because they got the two Oh, because they hit ones. the closer? Yeah, and then they yeah. had to go through the two of them to get the middle one. And yeah, I wasn't I sure if... Because I know there are some of them where if you do that, you have to knock one out to put them back in. Right. Um, so I was a little nervous about that. but it Turned out not to be an issue. It wasn't an issue. Um, I'm also pretty sure that it was not nearly as close as they made it look. Because if you noticed, every maze shot of Sele catching up with Sophie on that last ball did not have an actual person in frame. <laughs> Oh, interesting. Um, so speaking, I would be willing to bet. Speaking of, did DeCall even get a single one in? Not that we saw, I don't think. They I did just not even show it. them. I'm pretty sure they didn't get one. Um, I think it was just, like, given. Like, early on in that challenge, they were like, well, DeCall's losing. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty bad. Yeah. But we didn't Sorry hear say, uh, Mr. Uh, Prope say, this is a survivor blowout. No, he only likes to call out certain people. It's true. It's true. Well, Yara wins immunity, which means the big dogs are on their way out. Ugh. So first up, we're going to go visit the, our friends at Sele. Mm-hmm. Um, Michelle says everyone did a great job, but everyone knows that this is rough, and Parvati knows that the guys see her as a threat. Um, right. She has the idle nullifier, but what she really needs now is numbers. Wendell tells mm -hmm. the boys to write down Parvati, 
But my question for you is, who is he planning on writing down? Who's Wendell planning on writing down? Because when he said it, he specifically says, so you guys are writing down Parvati. Oh, you think he intended that? No, I thought it was just like a confirming, like, you guys are writing down Parvati, so I'm doing that too, right? Like that sort of thing. Okay, okay. I mean, he could have been trying to write Michelle's name down, but I don't think he, I think that would be dumb. I don't think he's that stupid. He well, made some questionable moves in this episode, but he I don't think he's did. that dumb. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, Michelle knows that the plan uh, to vote out a boy just won't work, and Parv is her best friend, but she knows she can't save her, so she's going to find a way to benefit her game at least. Um, it's really cute that um, Michelle calls Parvati her best friend. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, here's the thing. And I kind of feel like Parvati got shafted a little bit in the edit this season, which is shocking considering how much of a legend she hypothetically is. Um, I Parvati seems to have still done a really good job this season of creating really strong social bonds. Like that's always kind of been her strong suit. And like what we've heard from interviews afterwards is that she had like Denise in her back pocket on Sele. Right. Um, Ethan and Rob both had her as their number one uh michelle has like wanted to work with her from the beginning uh from what we're hearing on Sele, had they stayed together probably it would have been taken over by rob parvati michelle and jeremy like they were gonna work with her so it's like not surprising to me because i know parvati is a really good social player but i don't know why they decided to just not highlight that or show any of that this season because i don't think it mattered to the overall story of the game i mean i season. guess but i feel like you gave Rob an inflated edit and he didn't matter much to the Because he cost them a million thousand dollars to get on the show again. So. so did Parvati though, apparently. The same as Rob and Amber? That's what I've read. I don't I know. I mean, all of it's unconfirmed, but still. I don't know. I I feel like she's been under-edited and I'm offended about it. I would say let's wait till the um, live reunion show, but I don't think we're going to get a live reunion show this season. Oh, God, that's right. Isn't that the saddest thing? Of all uh, seasons of no, Survivor... No, just face them out across the stage. <laughs> yeah, okay, let's see if that will work. But any, anyway, <laughs> um, Michelle pitches to Wendell that Michelle votes for little Wenny so she can get Parvati's fire tokens. Um, but Wenny says, hell no. Wenny um, doesn't like that. Wenny does not like that. And... Um, He's like, two Wendells, only one more means go home. I mean, he's not wrong. Because he knows Brad Culpepper math. <laughs> Five, four, there's, there's, hold on, there's four. <laughs> I still, to that to this day, Brad Culpepper, not one of my favorite players. No. That's still one of my favorite confessionals I've ever watched just play out without Because it's edit. bad. It's so bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's hilarious. Well, now um, Wendell doesn't trust Michelle, and she's pissed. Um, and as she says, because apparently this is the story of the season, she got burned when they dated. She doesn't want to get burned again. Right. <laughs> Are we going to ever find out the full backstory to their dating relationship? No, definitely not. Maybe on the Jeff Probe show? Oh, yeah, yeah. When the next season of his talk show starts up, because yeah. we're all quarantined for years. <laughs> I mean, I want to know what happened, because, like... Did you know prior to this season starting that they had such a relationship? I knew they dated. Yeah. I didn't know much else. Like, because I don't really like follow that 
sort of thing all that much personally. But like this has been guess, the yeah, worst. I wouldn't know case that it was going to involve this much drama in uh, winners season. <laughs> yeah, this was. I'll a give lot. you that. Um, but I really want to know the backstory. Like, did he cheat on her? Did she cheat on him? <laughs> did, was right. there a new survivor? Um, yeah, it seems like there's a, a negative baggage that we don't have context for yet. Right. Like, what did their pillow talk sound like? Did they just talk about winning money? Did they try to pool their money together and realize, no, I want my own money? <laughs> like, what? Yeah, they, they opened a joint bank account and then one of them withdrew more than the other one knew that they were withdrawing and it was a whole fight. Yeah, I, I really want to know. So we're going to we're going to find out. Maybe I'll get Michelle on the podcast and we'll find out everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be. Give her a call. See what happens. You never know. Well, when he uh, he tries to barter with Parvati by, like, he says, give him two fire tokens before tribal. And Parvati's like, no. How dumb do you think I am? Because that's absolutely, like, that. if she had gone for that, this would no longer have been the Parvati I know and loved. No. You know what I mean? Because that is clearly a, give me two fire tokens, and then I'm going to vote your ass out. Right. And then she's like, fuck you, I'm going to go talk to Nikki Nick. And Nikki Nick um, is about to turn on Wendy Wen because they're dumb. Wendell is, I mean, is, is... Yeah. Frankly, this, like, that that's the thing that I'm saying is, like, Parvati played every card that she had. Every card that was given to her, she tried. She did. I mean, it didn't work, but, like, yeah, that was the correct move. Wendell tries to do this. You don't hand him a direct name so he can paint someone else against you. You play it out, and then you take the fact that he's willing to do that to somebody else. It, I mean, this was this had to be logical. Do you think we are seeing a very different side of Wendell simply because of this outside relationship? I would be willing to bet that it is coloring his general level of anxiety and the way he's kind of interacting with because, people. Because, like, yeah. when we watched him on Ghost Island, he was this, like, brilliant social mind. And, and yeah. we saw how that really was the reason why he won the season. Yeah. And... I also wonder if he took a few too many pages from Dom's book. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I really think this relationship with Michelle is what fucked him over because now mm-hmm. he's in his head in a way we've never seen before. Yeah. And, like, let's be real. If I was on an island with an ex, I would f- probably freak out the same exact way. Because it, yep. it's another layer that you don't necessarily want to think about, but you have to think about. Yep. And it's that kind of thing where it's also, like, this ex who, I and I don't, like, they haven't shown this on the show, but apparently Michelle had pregame alliances with, like, Nick and maybe Yule. Like, she had some pregame alliances tying them in, so it's like your alliance members want to keep your ex so you can't just vote out your ex. Right. That's another thing. Yeah. Well, speaking of Nick, he was on cruise control, but now he needs to start playing the game and considers voting out Wendell because he is what they call a hidden threat. Unlike Parvati, who is a visible threat. Real. Do you think Parvati got into Nick's ears just enough to, to have a little dissent, or do you think this was all in the editing? I would be willing to bet that she managed to make people think about it. Because, um, again, we did not see Yule in this conversation at all. No, Yule was, like, gone this episode. <laughs> Yule got, like, a line at Tribal Council, and that was about it. Right, it was like, okay, you got your Penn or Stacey moment, goodbye for the rest of the season. Yeah, pretty much. 
Um, no, I don't. I think I think we saw some legitimate distress from Nick just about like he wants to play with Parvati for se- like I think she had the advantage of him having a crush on her when he was younger and sure. so he's gonna naturally have a positive connotation and I, I'm sure she also thought about that and played that to her advantage because that's what Parvati does um, but I don't think he wavered as hard as the edit would have liked us to believe right well let's move over to Decal a little bit Great. Um, Kim wanted peanut butter and jelly, but Sandra says it was probably stale bread anyway. <laughs> Could you imagine Survivor giving them stale bread? <laughs> On well, this there, of all seasons. Season, wasn't there a season that like the pizza was stale or something? Well, that's Fijian pizza. It sucks. Oh, it just is what it is. Okay. Yeah, it's par- apparently the worst pizza you'll ever have. Delicious. Um, Tony is worried um, someone may flip around him. Um, and the only way to get information is what? A spy bunker. Oh my god. I'm simultaneously distressed and so happy that he did this. Are you though? Yeah, because the distressed part is where I've moved him up to the top of my winner picks right now. And then this episode happens and everyone's just saying, he went back to the old Tony. He like The whole storyline we have of Tony is that he's on probation and he immediately broke probation today. He sure darn did. Well, um, everyone knows, so that was bad. Everyone knows that Tony disappearing means something is up. Um, is he looking for an idol, or is he just looking for information, or is he doing both? We don't really, really know. Jeremy has safety without power and knows it's waiting if he needs to use it. Um, I thought this was a little bit of a red herring, but it's okay. We didn't get to see it right. yet. Right. Sandra, Kim, and Denise talk near the well, and Sandra says, let's talk somewhere different, because, you know, could he be Sixth there? Could he? Who knows? Sandra tells Denise the truth about the numbers, and Denise will play... Uh, She'll 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 play humbly because that's who she is. She's a good person, and if if Jeremy has to go, then Jeremy has to go, and that's just, she's a good doctor. That's what she does. I mean, I don't think I don't think her coming in enraged that they're considering voting her out would have been a good move for her here. No, no, so. not at all. Because I don't <laughs> know if that is in her DNA. Right. Well, Sandra's still getting a bad vibe because no one can find Tony, so they have to be very, very, very careful. Mm-hmm. Um, and that spy shack is definitely near that water well because that's where oh it was God. in the past. Um, when did he build it? I I don't know. He probably built it like as soon as they got to this new tribe. Or do you think production built it for him? No, I think he did it. It looked very Tony-esque. It was. It was very true. All I'm saying is I'm so happy to have a spy shack on my TV again. <laughs> well... Tony pops right out and is stressed out because basically Kim and Sandra find him immediately. Yep. <laughs> and Kim is just not happy that she's in bed with these people. And it's very concerning for her. Uh, yeah, I would be concerned too. But she also has no other moves. Like, that's no, the thing. She has it's, no other moves. She's literally stuck with these people who are a fucking mess. She, th- like, this is becoming the worst case scenario for Kim from yeah. day one. Everything yeah. about this season for her has been torture she cannot get a foothold in this game to save her life not at all um so it's time for sandra and denise to have a little conversation so denise says that she would trade her fire tokens for you know let's say immunity and guess what sandra has an immunity to give out and it's the last time this immunity can be used so sandra says pick a boy to go and she'll give her immunity this is dangerous. Mm-hmm. 
Because you've not only given up immunity, you've given up, given up all your power. Mm-hmm. This was a JT Heroes versus Villains level move. <laughs> this was literally handing somebody else time. immunity yeah. without without all of the information about their situation. Yeah. And they're talking about this at the shelter, and Kim shows up, and she knows that they're really not talking about cookies and cream. Oh, 100%. Um, so talking about cupcakes, bye. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you like cookies and cream cupcakes? I don't think I've ever had one. Yeah, I do. Um, where do you get your cookies and cream cupcake? I used to get them from Crumbs Bake Shop. Oh, Crumbs. Where's the... Uh, have they all closed? I They closed, and then somebody bought it, and they reopened them. And now I know the one in Times Square is closed again. I don't know if they're all closed again. I, would I like, haven't been to one in years. I, me either. I would like a cookies and cream um, cupcake if someone would like to send me one. Yeah, they're so fucking tasty, dude. Um, I would also like um, ice cream. I haven't had ice cream in a couple days weeks well you can't have that why not i also really would like ice cream i've been craving that for some reason yeah i i just like i this quarantine has made me want sweets yeah why does that do that to us because when you just sit in one place you just think about eating all the time like i have never craved cheesecake until this weekend (laughs) and we ordered that's very specific i well we ordered cheesecake because Ryan wanted cheesecake. And I was like, this is the most amazing cheesecake I've ever had in my life. Even though it's probably just <laughs> mediocre cheesecake, but I needed yeah. it and I wanted it. I don't know if I could do survivors simply because of the food aspect. I well, would want that's, so. I mean, that's what everyone talks about all the I time. Know. Is how I know. It, it, it would, it would destroy me. Yeah. So maybe I would just talk about food that I don't really like. I mean, that would probably help. Mushrooms. <laughs> just talk about mushrooms. Like that's, that's the, Oh, what's wrong with you? Um, mushrooms are horrible. Mm, that's false. They're slimy and gross. They're delicious and delicious. Maybe the 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 magic mushrooms, but not the. the I mean, other I like ones. those too, but all mushrooms are delicious. No, no. Well, well, sorry that you're wrong. It's okay. We'll I'll take a poll and we'll ask the audience because I already took a every poll. Time you've done this, I, I, every no, time you've done this between you and I. That's true. Well, <laughs> I just lost. I just took a poll yesterday about mayo and I won that one because I love mayo. Yeah, I love mayo too. Yeah, I I, I don't won disagree that with one. you. Yeah, Ryan lost. Well, congratulations. Um, so, I, I will I will say that every other poll that's been between you and I has been about hot guys and it just proves that I have better taste, but it's fine. Oh, wow. Okay, okay. Fine. Well, <laughs> Denise knows she can make a move that can be a game changer, but this is not game changers. That season already happened. Um, right, I, I think she got confused. Yeah, and I don't think we're going to do game changers too anytime soon. Um, she says she will give her one fire token now and when one when they get back. And Denise is about to have power like she's never had before. Yeah. Do you think she got a little giddy? Oh, 100%. Do you blame her? No, I would I, be I would be giddy about this. I'd be uh, like, hell yeah, um, I have enough things to number one keep myself safe, and number two potentially like really make a move here. And she didn't even need a jungle boy to help her. No, no jungle boy for Denise. Not that, not that Adam. I, I'm just confused as to where Adam thinks he's a jungle boy. <laughs> because he's young. Oh, bless his heart. It is time for tribal council number one. 
So again, once again, Wendell says that the theme of the season is past relationships, seemingly forgetting what it says on their actual buffs. Right. It's Wendell. It's winners at war. Not not relationships of yesterday. Yeah. He's he's confused. You know, he's very confused. He's trying his hardest. (laughs) He is. And he said he'll do whatever it takes to win two million dollars, including stab in the back and stab in the front. Have you ever tried to stab someone in the front and the back at the same time? Uh, no. No. Have you? Um. Okay. Probably. Just go like, yeah, like a skewer. Skewer something. So so in other words, you have to approach them from the side without them knowing you're coming in order to successfully stab them in the front and the back. Correct. Wow, that's that's some ninja skills right there. Yes, I am a ninja. In case anyone didn't know, I've taken karate. Ah. I took two weeks of it while it was free. And then my mom said, do you want me to pay for another class? And I said, no. Why not? You would have been (laughs) a great class. I didn't like it at all. Oh, that's a shame. That's a shame. So Nick says that if you're not playing with people with the same strategy, it may not work out this season. But it was a very, very interesting um, discussion about adaptability. Um, Mm -hmm. because it was basically a discussion, and even though Jeff Probstin pointed out, a discussion about old school and new school mentality and, 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 and ideals of playing as a winner. Um, because you know, the old schoolers don't really like to play like that. Right. It's going to what they're used to. Honor and integrity. Well, I don't know if it's so much that. Um, it's, it's more of like, uh because here's the thing is like Wendell's whole thing this whole tribal was about like being real being real and like I get it he's just trying to be very blunt mm-hmm. about like you're in my alliance you're not in my alliance you know where I'm voting da 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 but it's and it's always to a degree survivor has been about deception so I get where it's kind of like because he's also he's touting being real but he's also absolutely deceiving people absolutely so Parvati, she just wants to work with people who want to work with her. And then Wendell's like, no, 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 no. Don't paint me as a bad guy. Let's play. Let's play. He whines. He starts whining even more and says, <laughs> he really does. Some people should appreciate it when people keep it real with them. Oh, and boy. Wendell is still harboring resentment about this relationship. Michelle yeah. says that they've been through some life together. And I, again, I want to know what this fucking life <laughs> is. What a specific way to phrase that, too. Like, this, the thing You've is, been like... through some life together. Michelle is not looking great, either. She's looking <laughs> like that really pathetic girl on a reality show. Like, you know, perhaps, like, The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. She's looking like someone who is hung up on her ex. Yes, and it's really not the best look. Like, is this also her way of getting on an ex on the beach... 47 oh my god <laughs> come on it's happening 47 i don't is it season 47 i okay. don't know how many seasons they're up to <laughs> i thought you were like seriously saying that it had 47 seasons no 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 not not I was that like, how not how many seasons do they do in a year uh, it's mtv they'll do 14 of them if they can that's very true <laughs> well wendell um thought people would respect the realness talk but this is survivor yeah. Um, no. Nope. And he decides that <laughs> yes, this is a current invitation to have Parvati give him more fire tokens because just do that. Give me your fire tokens, girl. Wink. If you ask me though, I would say that this part was a performance. Oh, fully. I would say that he has spoken to Nick and Yule, and this was planned. Oh, fully. Because all he needs her to do is say a name, and she right. cannot and will not do it. 
because right. it would be dumb. Right. And she doesn't. She doesn't. Because she's not that dumb. So Yule finally gets a word in, and he says it's like watching his parents bicker. <laughs> and bicker is the word that I expect coming out of Yule's mouth. Yeah, but he's not wrong. No. Michelle is saying that she's emotionally distressed um, and caught in between four people she loves. Does that mean that she's had relationships with the other three, too? Oh, my God. Could you <laughs> Maybe imagine? the theme of this season is just Michelle's past relationships. Michelle's exes. Musical. Yeah. I'd probably watch. By a vote of three to two, mm-hmm. Parvati has voted out. Michelle decided to vote for Wendell. Let's dissect this. Um, I mean, I think it was some sort of like... Number one, I think it was a statement of loyalty to Parv because she did, in no uncertain terms, state that she trusts Parv like in this game implicitly kind of thing. Like She definitely did that. I think a part of it was to ensure that she still got the fire tokens. And I think a part of it is a statement against Wendell playing so heavy-handedly. Do you think this solidifies that Michelle and Wendell are never getting back together? Uh, yeah, <laughs> that was already solidified. Um, do you think this will have any ramifications or do you think she can go back to Yule and Nick and basically be like, okay, this is why I had to do this. This needed to happen this way. Nothing against you. You want to try to work together? We can, but... I think if she... If she read that they were actually kind of questioning things with him, which I think they may have been before Tribal, um, then I don't think this puts her in a bad spot for that. Yeah, neither do I. I think we're fine. Yeah. Well, Parvati is so pissed when she gets up to see Jeff that she kind of like just slams that torch in the <laughs> hole. I think she just kind of missed the hole and then it slid down is what happened. But yeah. It just went boom. Yep. Parvati bequeaths her fire tokens to Michelle. And it's time to move and over. Crushes my heart. Yeah. I have never been so sad. I knew it was coming. I like saw it happening from the beginning of the episode, and I just hated every second of it. Did you cry? Yeah. You you can. Yeah, I had a rough time. You can cry. I didn't know that. Just like a few times. Wow, that's so shocking. Tribal Council number two. Sandra says that basically Denise is not a threat, and everyone else is a threat. And that was basically the moment I was like, oh, game over. Um, <laughs> Denise says that everyone is a threat for different reasons. And Jeremy says that ganging up on Denise is better than the other option, which is, you know, him and Denise against the other three. So right. why not go with that? Jeremy says the argument to keep him is that he can win challenges. And Denise says she can offer relationships. Because she's a shrink. She's a shrink. She's a shrinky dink. I mean, here's the thing. Sandra was playing this up. She was doing that performative thing. Like you saw her kind of give a little like half wink to Denise. And like, so I think that she is leaning extra into the we're all going for Denise. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, was it the best acting? Mm, <laughs> maybe not. I saw through it. It's true. Um, you want to talk about acting? Remember when Jeremy said he's an upside down duck? Oh, my God. That that moment just reminded me why I love Jeremy. <laughs> like he didn't just say it; he acted it out. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, he, like it was great. The arms, it was perfect. He did the crazy eyes. Yeah, he had. He does have crazy eyes. He does. He he's shown us crazy eyes many many times. Sandra says that the smart player exploits the advantage. 
And the editors are like, thank you for giving us that sound quote. <laughs> we are going to exploit you for this. Yep. It's time to vote, and everyone votes. So Jeff asks, and I, I, he, he asks this question a lot, but he asks if anyone has um, a hidden immunity idol to play. So Denise right. plays one for herself, and this is the Sandra one. Okay, and Sandra's Jeff, looking can smart. I? Can you give me a minute? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then um, he's about, I'm going to read the votes, and, he's, and Denise's like, no, no, no. Give me another minute, man. Can, I, can you give me another minute? <laughs> and then she gets up, plays another idol for Jeremy. Yeah. Oh, shit. The other three are like, um, so what's going to happen? What's, what is this about? So four votes do not count for Denise. And by a vote of one to zero, the queen no longer stays queen because Sandra is voted out. Yep. Let's dissect this. By her this. own doing. She this did this This was not a swap herself. screw. No, this no, was no. Sandra did it. <laughs> Sandra Dunn did that to her. Did yeah, Denise I mean, have any other options? Mm, yeah, but this is a fine move for Denise. I mean, is this a top five greatest moves in Survivor history? Um, Is it top five? I'm not sure. Is it top ten? I would comfortably say probably. I just think this was so badly played on Sandra's part. Because she 100%. really that's and that's she why and that's why I'm not sure I want to give this top five credit because Denise played the move perfectly, but it was because the move fell into her hands because Sandra played it badly. But do you think anyone else would have taken this advantage? Would I don't have, think like so. taken the immunity idol from Sandra and played it against her. I don't think so. I don't think there are many players on this particular season, especially I'm not that sure. would have done that. I think I, it's. I don't think Jeremy would have done it. I think he would have probably voted out Tony if he had the choice. I think the smart thing in this, though, is some somewhat strategic. But I'm questioning all of that now. Uh, <laughs> but like Tony spent the entire day sowing distrust within his own alliance. So you already can feel like there's a potential fracture between Kim and Tony. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Whereas if leave Kim and Sandra in they're probably sticking together yeah I don't smart know. move and I don't think Denise is the only person that would have done it but I think she executed it very well she sure did Sandra bequeaths her fire token to Yule because he is the last remaining old school player right which is a sad statistic yeah so here, here's here. I have a question for you yeah. What now has happened to Parvati and Sandra's legacy moving forward? Sorry, my internet got real weird. Ask the question again. <laughs> wow. Um, what has happened to Parvati and Sandra's legacy from this point forward? I think Parvati's legacy remains intact. Um, this was her third time, fourth, fourth time. <laughs> I can't even do numbers. Uh, Come on, Brad Culpepper. Time playing, but she's still like part of 
his strength was. Uh oh, I think your internet's freaking out. Um. Um. Oh no! What happened? Yes. <laughs> um. I I don't think like I don't I don't think Parvati made a mistake in this episode to ruin things. I think she came into the season already cut off at the knees. Yeah. Eh. Oh boy. And what about Sandra? Um, I think this is a bad look for Sandra. I think with Sandra, it says her strength is playing under the radar. She knows how to be an under-the-radar social player, and that's what got her to her two wins. But the minute she cannot do that, she doesn't excel at the strategic part of the game enough to make up for the target that gets put on her back by being a two-time winner. Gotcha. Okay. Like, this is that's the difference between... I think they are both incredible players... And they play different types of strategy. Parvati executes a strategy that has to be a little bit bombastic and a little bit manipulative because she's a target from the get-go. Every season she's played, she's been targeted from, like, vote number one. Um, Sandra is has proven that she cannot play that strategy. She can't play from the position that Parvati has succeeded from. That's fair. Who's in danger, girl? Ugh. Well, Adam's in danger on Yara. Um, not only because Ben likes Sophie and Sarah, but Sophie and Sarah have advantages and Ben and Adam do not. So even if Ben were to stay loyal to Adam, that's not going to go well. No. Um, in terms of call, I would almost say Denise. <laughs> well, that's where I'm at. I feel like merge or not, whatever happens, if Denise makes it to another one and, and then gets to a merge... How can you not want to target her and be like, this bitch just made one of the biggest moves of the season, if not the biggest move of the season. Why are yeah. we going to keep her around? She's going to do yeah. this to me. She, I, just like, put, she just put a magnifying glass on herself like, by making a big move like this this early. Exactly, because not only did you just take out one of the greatest players of Survivor history, you did it when you didn't necessarily need to. Mm-hmm. And while, like, Jeremy is a loyal person, generally, like, he will protect his allies when he can protect his allies, but ultimately, if Jeremy thinks he's in danger, he's going to use his, he's going to yeet himself out of tribal, and Denise is going to be left there with Exactly, <laughs> so I, I worry for Denise, um, and then yeah. on Sele, what I, I like, it, Michelle's next, right? It's either Michelle, or if she can work her way in and use some of her pre- game talk stuff that she was doing possibly wendell's in trouble if they manage to smear his name enough and and nick and yule are questioning him now my final question before we go who has the best chance of returning from edge of extinction tyson because of the peanut butter because of the peanut butter and i mean i i don't know how to separate reading the edit anymore 
And for me, Tyson has an edit that screams that he's coming back. Right, Tyson and we have not heard from Natalie. Working with him. Right, and we didn't hear from Natalie at all. So now Natalie is looking a little circumstantial. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm intrigued because we're, we're at 12 players right now, right? Left in the game, technically. Mm-hmm. We're mm-hmm. not potentially merging next, or we are in there. Uh, we, I don't we think don't, we, don't we think are. So. I think we have one more So round. we're losing one more, getting down to 11, which then means we're getting at least one person coming back from Edge of Extinction, bringing us back to 12. Right. I don't know. Something, something's up. It's interesting. I would, if you're asking me about actual return chances in terms of my rankings, I have Tyson at number one, Natalie at number two, and Parvati at number three, just for her Phoenix rising from the ashes quote that she started the season with. Mm -hmm. But we haven't seen any of her on edge. So like, who knows where that's going to go? It's going to be very interesting to watch. It should be fun. Well, Andrew, where can we find you on social media? Uh, you can find me at Andrew Orsi on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, forgive me if I'm a little distant on them. I'm socially distancing from social media as well because it's stressful to read about this 24-7. Wait, isn't that what you do on a normal basis anyway? Yeah, I just I thought that I would use all my free time to like go harder on social media, and I did that for like two days, and I was like, nope, can't do it. Anxiety, goodbye. Yeah, and Venmo because you're out of work, right, I'm out right. of work, we need work. I'm out of work, yeah. I will still, like, if you're going to Venmo me, it's at Andrew Orsi. I will still donate everything to the Trevor Project. I've said that from the beginning, and I'm not going to stop that now. So um, that will still happen. Are you contemplating starting an OnlyFans? Not at all. Are you sure? I'm 100% sure of that. Okay, okay. I'm just trying to help you with find some work. I appreciate the income options. That is not what I'm looking into at this time. Okay, okay. Well, Andrew, it was a pleasure. And it was I a pleasure as always. I will talk to you again later this week to talk more Survivor. Yep. Yep. Thanks I'll see your face in, in like five days-ish. <laughs> yup. Yeah. The biggest thanks to Andrew for coming on. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Block Talk.